0: All right, folks, what is going on this episode 335 of the First and Frame Race show? I am VF Baller, and how could you not be excited about this past weekend? I mean, Georgia Southern is doing their thing. We, you know, just overall, I mean, I'm not just talking about the football, but we're going to talk about a little bit of everything. Well, I'm not going to go in depth, but I'm going to touch on pretty much everything that's happened so far this week. Oh well, this weekend in Statesboro. I mean, I am just, I'm, I'm actually super excited. Also, we're going to talk about draft week in Atlanta Falcons. Um, there is going to be the draft this weekend. To be quite honest, at this point, we really don't know what the Falcons are doing. So I'm going to touch on that. But man, I, I cannot get enough excitement, you know, oozing from me. I mean, it's just, it's just going, all. I mean, it's just too much. So much excitement going on in Statesboro, and I feel so excited about it. I, I just, I, I, the word for the day is excitement. <laughs> I, I, I just don't know where to start. I'm I, I'm really at a loss. If this is your first time here, welcome to the First and Frame Rate Show. I am VF Baller. Over here, we talk about Georgia Southern and Atlanta Falcons football. Uh, I can be found on Google um podcast apple Podcasts, anchor stitcher and spotify um if you want to listen to the audio side of things i'm also on youtube and rumble so if you listen to this on youtube and prefer rumble i'm on rumble if you like um you know if you're on rumble and you prefer youtube i'm over there and if you prefer any of the audio platforms i just named them all that i'm on your favorite uh podcast platform i'm already there so um thank you for everyone who's been uh, subscribing to the channel. Uptick in views. I know it's gonna be much more of an interesting time, so I gotta be on my game to give you guys the best commentary possible, the best honest commentary possible, the best opinionated content possible. It's just one man show. I just do what I do over here and I try my best to give you guys the best content possible. Now, with all that stuff out of the way, with all that stuff out of the way, I just want to let you guys uh You know, just sit back and just think a second. We were all in, you know, a state of confusion, not only four, five months ago. We did not know what Georgia Southern football is going to be like. And we kept hearing rumblings. We heard what Coach Helton could possibly do. We were excited about the staff he bought in. We uh, looked at some of the transfers and recruits he bought in, and we— heard about the scrimmages some people went to the scrimmages we heard about the practices some people went to the practices but now a lot of eyes were on georgia southern blue and white spring game now i'm going to talk about that i'm also going to talk about the the men's golf because as of today they're in second place of the uh sunbelt championship once again baseball team swept you know we swept another opponent i mean what can you say about the, Georgia Southern, and we're just on fire right now. South Alabama was, was supposed to be a really good baseball team, and I'm pretty sure they are. But we're just better, so we're right in the hunt for the golf, uh, Sun Belt champion. The ladies, you know, just won their Sun Belt champion. I mean, I mean, what what are we doing here? We're just bringing trophies home. You know what I mean? But let's get back to this football thing. Uh, you have to understand that with all this turnover. It was going to be a level of nervousness, but when we saw the football team getting put on display and for the world to see, I think we were the only group of five uh, team that was on ESPN plus as far as our blue and white spring. I mean, that's phenomenal. And you saw what this team was able to do. People still a little shaky about the offense. I mean, about the defense, but you see what this team was able to do. It was nothing short of phenomenal. Now, I know I'm all over the place. I just can't help myself. I'm, I really am. I'm really excited for this football team. I'm really excited for all the other level of athletics. I'm excited for the indoor facility that, that's going to be built. I think this football team is going to be really, really good. I think they're going to be better to advertise. You got to understand, these guys made a turnaround like this within five months. Well, you can even probably say quicker than, I mean, earlier than that, because Everybody was, you know, pretty much uh, done with the offseason by, what, the end of uh, November, early December? Well, I'll say like like December, yeah. So you're talking about a span of four, I'll say five months, to be fair. These guys turned it around with a new offense, new personnel, new leadership, and they put this on the field. What they put on the field is a team that look like they've been been together for at least two to three years. I think somebody on Twitter said that look like this team's been going strong for two or three years. So imagine what's going to be like by the time you know fall, uh, well fall comes, training camp, real practices. The team is pretty much done as far as transfers and recruits. All the kids will be on campus. Possibly some kids may wild people and be able to play right away. This is an exciting time, and I don't know how else we could, uh, you know, uh, put it all together. It's a beautiful thing to see Coach Elton do, uh, is doing what he's doing. we watching him work, watching him put a team together, get guys that come in and transfer from other places, like a Jeremy Singleton, like a Kyle Van Trees, you know, Christian Varner, I think he was already here. No, Christian Varner, he's coming in. You know, you got other guys, uh Wingard from Elon. These guys coming in and, and contributing. You also have some of these guys who have already been here put in different positions to succeed. Now, I, I can't talk enough about Sam Kenderson. I, I, I'm going to tell you something about Sam. Let me tell you something that was a downfall for the team last year. And I I'm going to be honest with you. I was disappointed in this situation. Now, if you watched the games last year, the FAU game, the FAU game when Cam Ransom got hurt and we had Sam Kennison in at backup, everything was going smooth because we was marching down the field. We was in the and in, in, we got to be able to control that game. Sam Kennison ran the option and he it was a keeper and he fumbled the ball. And when he fumbled that ball, and FAU went down to score. I knew that that was the turning point of the season that I, I kind of figured that this is where everything is going to start falling apart. Now I did think that if Kevin Whitley was able to get a win against South Alabama on that Thursday night, that could have saved the season. But I knew that when Sam Kenderson fumbled the ball against FAU, I knew something was, I knew, I knew, I knew the season was going to go in a downward spiral. That was my gut feeling. I really didn't want to talk about it at the point, but I knew that that was the case. But when you turn around and watch Sam Kennison, you know, develop as a wide receiver and do what he did in the spring game, it's nothing short of phenomenal. I, I said this in the recap. This is what making, you know, good players, well, average players into good players. Now, I'm not saying that he's an average player, but for him to transition from quarterback which i'm pretty sure that he was a, a a pretty decent quarterback to wide receiver is going to diminish his talents a little bit because he has to learn it's not just the physical or the talent it's all it's mental you have to learn how to run those routes you have to learn how to put your uh you got to learn what ball placement is to catch catch the ball i mean you have to learn all of this the ability to do it is is just what your god-given talents give you but you just have to be have the mentality to go out there and change your Football uh, acumen to do what he done, so for him to elevate to somebody that is that we probably thought that could have been an average wide receiver because he was at playing at quarterback to jump to somebody like he's going to be a dangerous piece for our offense going forward is nothing short of phenomenal. I mean, Calvin treats like he's going to have a field day throwing to a guy like. Sam Kennison, a guy like Jeremy Singleton, uh, Amari Jones, J.J. McAfee when he gets on the field. You got other guys who are coming in that are right now still in high school that is going to be here. Tight ends that can actually catch the ball. I mean, when you look at all of this, and I knew these other guys had the talent, and I didn't even talk about Durham Burgess. I haven't even talked about Durham Burgess yet. But when you talk about all these guys who have talent, and all these guys who are able to do something. I look at the progression of Sam Kennison. And, and he to me, as of right now, I, I can't say it. Because uh, I don't know for sure. Because I haven't watched everybody. But he's clearly the most improved guy this, uh, this offseason. He's clearly the most improved guy. And then to me right now, that's not up for debate. We'll find out once, you know, uh, we see the progression of the players. The first game against Morgan State, we'll find out. But right now, there's no question. No question. And I love what I saw from him. So um, I know I just went on the last two-minute rant on uh, Sam Kennison, but I love what I saw. You look at what Najee Thompson's able to do when he turns around, comes off from an injury, and plays lights out you know uh, against you know this high-powered offense gets a sack get a tackle for loss he, st- he stopped somebody coming around the uh, uh around the corner on the edge one uh, in one play almost picked off a play and what can you say about that play that he did when he chased down uh Gerald Green what can you say about that I mean these th- th- it's just phenomenal when you see stuff like this so all in all what this team is is made of right now, and we're just scratching the surface. Once you notice that, we're just scratching the surface of this team. What these kids are doing right now, man, by the time we have to play Nebraska week two, and I'm not overlooking Morgan State, but once we get ready to go up against another power five team, that team possibly I'm not saying it yet, but possibly that team could be put on notice that we it's possible that we can go up there. And smack that team in the mouth, because I haven't heard not too many good things from in Nebraska in some years. And I'm not saying that they, you know, I'm not saying that they're not good, but if they're not careful, a team running this type of offense with these type of athletes, it could be a problem. I'm going to jump over to the baseball team real quick. These guys over here um, just swept South Alabama. The RPI is very high. Look like they could be hosting some games in the regionals. I, I, I'm i just starting to follow this team. God, you know, please forgive me. I don't know the names of these baseball players. The guys in the Discord, shout out to the guys in the Discord. Follow us, uh, or I can say follow. Come join the Discord. Uh, the link is down in the description. We're talking about Georgia Southern and everything under that umbrella when it comes there. We do have a little bit of Falcons talk. If you're watching the screen, I'm having a, I wear a, I'm wearing a Falcons hat right now we have a little bit of falcons talk and we have uh another area in the discord where we talk about recruiting in all other sports in that uh, so you know it's, it's just an area where georgia southern fans can branch out and talk about other sports so th- this is, this is where we're at right now discord link is in the description but those guys are showing me who these guys are what these guys are about and why i should watch georgia southern baseball and i'm watching it and i'm like whoa these comeback victories Finding a way to hold on to leads late in the game, pulling away. I mean, what more could you ask for a baseball team like this? I mean, I'm I'm loving every bit of it. Sitting back watching, and I I watch it, have it on the TV in the background. Well, TV over here in the background. And all of a sudden I look up, seventh inning. We're up five to two, seven to two. And I'm like, look at whoa, wait, what? It was a close game a few minutes ago. I can't wait to see what these guys do later. I mean, they, they look like they're prime and they look like they're ready to play up against anybody. And they might be one of the most dangerous teams right now in all of college baseball. I don't want to go too further with that because I don't know them like that, but um I am very 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 interested and in, uh I'm going to be uh talking about them more as the season goes on. So shout out to the george Southern baseball team that just ph- phenomenal phenomenal uh play out there women's golf team just got finished winning the sunbelt last week and the men's golf are right behind them in second place look like they can make a move and if they do that's just more just more hardware coming back to Statesboro. i i can't i can't talk about this enough you're looking at the women's golf team you're looking at the the cheerleaders They just got finished winning the national championship. These guys, this this golf team, look like they're ready to go. The tennis team, I was notified that the tennis team won last year. The women's tennis. Man, we are out here doing big things in all of college, um, college sports. You cannot deny that this is a winning culture. And this goes all the way back to if the men's bring on the hardware, even if they don't. We need to start making some things happen, because even with the you know, the baseball team is doing good. We need to start making things happen in football and in basketball. Now I know basketball is really shaky. The women's basketball team is looking good. I love what they're doing over there, and uh, coach over there she's doing a phenomenal job, and she's just bringing you know uh, so much uh, uh, an I well she's bringing an identity that is so infectious. You know, and and you just can't help but to love what the Lady Eagles are doing in baseball. I mean, not, not baseball. I'm sorry, I haven't followed the softball team, but what they've done in basketball. I mean, we just seen we got a few recruits that just came in. That's gonna be um, uh, that's gonna be uh, joining the Lady Eagles. I mean, I I can't wait to next season. The boys, uh, the men's basketball, they got a little bit of ways to go, a few up and downs, uh, so. We're going to continue to monitor them as well. Brian Berg should be more than capable of winning games here in Statesboro. And we need to turn that around. But when you look at all this other hardware that is coming to Statesboro, these teams need to start stepping the game up. And I prefer the football team. That's why I say eight wins going into this season. And after watching what I saw on the, uh, in the spring game, I'm on board. I, I, I can't see how we not win eight, win, eight, eight games. You know, so I look, winning is infectious. It it just happens. When one team wins, all the other ones tend to just follow suit. You seen what happened up there in Atlanta. You know, the Braves, you know, they win the World Series, turn right back around. Those stinky Georgia Bulldogs end up winning the national title. You know, I give them some respect for winning the national title. Don't don't too much care for the team anymore. Now, I don't want to be exposed to say I was always a hater. I was not always a hater. Of the Georgia Bulldogs is just that I don't. It's a long story. I'm I'm not going to go into that. But nevertheless, winning is infectious, and when you when you create that culture of W's in bringing hardware home, all it does is just makes the other teams want to do better. And that's not saying that Georgia Southern hasn't brought any hardware home. You know, 2014 won the Sun Belt. 20 what is Bowling Green? We won that game. What is it? 2015. You know 2018 camellia bowl 2019 the cure bowl no no i'm sorry we went to the cure bowl um the following year 2020 we won the rl carrier new orleans bowl so we the, the football team is no slash win because of bringing hardware either but right now there's no excuse for this team to do this at this point there's no there, there there's there's no excuse for them not to do it they i mean they should bring something home i prefer a Sun Belt champion but you know, but if they bring a, a bowl game back to states, bro, that's okay too. But I want that sunbelt. I'm tired of looking at Louisiana, tired of looking at App State, and I damn sure don't want to see Coastal Carolina win it again. <laughs> you know, I you know, I, it's Coastal Carolina. I mean, my God, just that team there. I'm, I don't hate on them, but you talk about an area getting a bunch of kids. Ugh. I respect Louisiana, definitely respect App State, but man, look. We need to get back on board and we need to be in that conversation as well. So I I can't wait to see it. All these other uh, levels of athletics are bringing home trophies. It's time for football. Preferably, I don't know if the basketball team can do it. Ladies basketball, they're more than capable. But football, definitely. You need to bring some hardware home. You got everybody else doing the same thing. Before I get out of here, because I'm getting close to that point where I usually do around 20 minutes. Atlanta Falcons football. What are the Atlanta Falcons football team is doing? We don't know. We don't know what the draft is going to be like. Everybody thinking pass rush. These guys need, we, we need so much help in so many areas. Every pick is a good pick at number eight. I don't care what anybody says. You can say what you want because your personal preference is not the pick that you want it to be. But I'm telling you, any player, long as they're top, uh, a top tier player that deserves to be at number eight, Or higher is a good pick. Offensive lineman, defensive lineman, quarterback, wide receiver, safety, cornerback. It don't matter. Linebacker, we need everything. So right now we really don't know what the Falcons' hand is gonna be. But I've come to grips, even though I said I felt that Sauce Gardner could be that guy. Then I turned around and said that a quarterback could be the guy. And then I also think about Drake London at wide receiver or even um, the other guy at Ohio State, he could be it. But right now, it could be anybody. I, I've given up throughout this entire process. I say it could be anybody. I'm going to be okay with anybody I because right now, everything is a need for the most part. You can make the case that you may not need one or two spots on the team, but overall, everybody could be, an, uh, uh, can be a big help to the Atlanta Falcons, no matter who we pick, so I think this is something we need to really look into and just uh, see where this team is going. Because most of the guys that were in the old regime With the old guard, the Julio, the Matt Ryan's, and all of them, they're gone now. This this team is starting to going to be built in Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith image. So it's going to be really interesting to see what their first few picks are going to be. You know, so. I I'm I'm willing to, you know, say like, you know, from number eight to forty-three to fifty-eight and maybe seventy-four. Those first four picks are gonna determine, they're really gonna show where this team is going. Some people could say the first pick could, but that's not necessarily true, in my opinion. But at the end of the day, we all have opinions. So nobody knows what's gonna happen. Nobody knows what's gonna be. I'm looking at dot they're talking about getting Evan Neal, the offensive tackle from Alabama. The, you know, another mock draft saying we can get pass rusher. Somebody saying that we can get, um, you know, Trayvon Walker, Jermaine Johnson. I mean, Debo Samuels could be in the picture. They even got wide receivers out here. They, they're all over the place. And I didn't even talk about the quarterbacks yet because that's a possibility too. So to be honest, we don't know. And that's okay. That's okay that we don't know. My main thing is that you know, at the end of the day, hopefully they make they do smart with these picks. You got nine of them, so be smart. Even if you trade to get somebody like a Debo as long as it's a smart move, I'm all for it. I just don't want to see no reaches or no dumb picks. So we don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully, we'll find out on draft day, which is the 28th. I think. Yeah, I think it's the 28th, and uh, it's going to be really interesting to see. So I can't wait. Hopefully you guys can't wait. And uh once that comes about, we're going to discuss that as well. If you like this content, hit the like button, share this content, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Subscribe to the podcast avenues. Give me a five-star rating if you don't mind. And if I'm not doing anything that's worth the five-star rating, give me some feedback. If it's good feedback, give me some good feedback as well. Uh at the end of the day. We talk about Georgia Southern Atlanta Falcons football here. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you don't mind as well, check out all the links down in the description, whether it be any of those links to subscribe to whatever platform you want to be on, or if you want to donate as well. I'm going to get out of here, and I can't wait to see what happens. I mean, it's just Bro is on fire right now. Atlanta Falcons look like they could be on the upward, you know, the upward trend if they pick right. We're all going to figure all that out until then guys you guys take it easy you guys be blessed see you guys on tuesday have a happy monday all right peace